This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Old days, but nothing changed, lest you change. What's around you, how you think, how you live, how you speak, how you walk, how you blink, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach, let it sink. What's your purpose? What's your passion? You're the pain. What's your plan? Is it plain? On a plane? How's your plane? I'm just playing. What's your purpose? What's your passion? Did it end? The timing now. I know the timing now. I, I looked at the time. It's 25 seconds on the money. So you <laughs> are now here with Plug with Molly and Joe. I'm Molly, the voice, of course. That is my boy Joe. Words by Joe. Y'all, y'all hear him every week, man. Listen, except for that one week we missed, but you hear him every weekend. Listen, that man got some knowledge on him. You know what I mean? Um, welcome once again, everybody. We're glad you tuned in. Glad you plugged in. We're glad you're here. Joe, what you got to say to our people? Ah, we are here for another week. New York is getting a little hot, if you know what I mean. It's that time of year. Hot in more ways than one. You know, summer is not technically here because it's not after the 20th, but it'll be here soon. And Mm -hmm. I'm just looking forward to it. You know, a lot of personal things happening, a lot of good stuff. You know, we outside. Right. You know? right. We outside. Right. We definitely outside. I've been outside a few times. I've been outside a few times. And it's kind of weird compared to last year. Last year, everything was such a fearful, you know, you know, such a, a fear factor last year with not knowing what was happening, not knowing what's going on. Uh, shoot, I don't pretty much remember what would happen too much last summer because we didn't do much last summer. Everybody was in the house. That's so, right. so we're talking about summer 2021, 2021 and versus summer 2020. And I don't know. It's already shaping up to be a hot one this year. I don't know what you think. I think a lot of the energy that we missed last summer is going to occur this summer. Like, yeah. um, but the good, the good is that we're outside, that we're able to enjoy ourselves maskless. For those who you know who are who are not vaccinated yet, and without masks, for those who are, but then you have a lot of energy that, that people spent the last sixteen months just dealing with. There's a lot of bottled up energy. Yeah, we're starting to see the effects of that. You know, one of the things that I've noticed a lot, especially here in New York, um, a lot of gun, right. a lot of violence overall, and a lot right. of it is an effect. From what's been happening, you know, oh, but just people finally being able to get out and right. talk, you know, yeah. deal with going on. So, you know, unfortunately, that's the after effects of being uh, of this pandemic. And I hope that it's being addressed. Well, that's what we're going to speak about a little bit today when it comes down to the um, political side of things. We're going to have um, one of our youth uh, bring bring about some knowledge, what knowledge he has. And, um, See where we go. See, see what kind of changes we can make for the future, for the near future. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. But so, uh, what what we're going to talk about also <laughs> this past weekend was that BS fight, Floyd Mayweather versus the YouTuber Logan Paul. Did oh, you, you, you! I did not see the fight, 
but I've heard about it. You know, I heard. And, you know, one thing I'll give Floyd a lot of credit for, he's very good with putting himself over and promoting right. himself very well. Right, right, you know, right. right. That's generation. Like, he's really good with branding. Like, his people is really good with branding himself. Right. You know, it, and it, it's one of those things where, well, where the industry is starting to lose a little money, they can always count on good old Floyd to bring some to, eyes to, to, to the, to the right, product. Right. And he says as much, you know what I mean? He said that it was a patch, you know, I guess it was one of them, um, you know, um, promotional patches or what have you, you know, um, sponsors, one of his sponsors, so to say, hit him with a patch and he said he got 30 million off of that, you know. Right. Got thirty million off of that alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I I saw yeah. him slump him. He slumped him and held him up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, that was obviously because from what I'm hearing, they got paid per punch. You know mm -hmm. that was part of the deal too. So the longer they fought, the more money they made. That's smart. But okay. it takes away from the value of the fight. It takes away from it. Like. You, I yeah. couldn't see Ali and George Foreman doing nothing like that. I can't even see Tyson doing anything like that. Right, right, right. But aside from that whack fight, you know, we ain't going to waste too much time on that fight. Oh, he made 50 mil? Wow, that's see? a lot of money. That's, that's a lot what I'm of saying. money. That's, yeah. Paul made 10. That's a, that's a good 10. Yeah, listen, that's a good payday for somebody right. who, you know, who's not a professional boxer. I mean, there's boxers right now that, you know, don't don't have that, you know. Um, that kind of cash right this minute, you know, professionals, you know what I mean? On the agenda we have, of course, we have our paying homage section. We have um, our our um, our current event section where we're going to talk about some of this politics with one of our youth. And, you know, we on all platforms, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Mixcloud, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, and, of course, the EveningRushNetwork.com. All right, you can call into us, 929-441-2417. So we're going to go into our next segment, which is the paying homage section. You know what I mean? And what we're going to do is, is it's a time where we give, you know, give flowers to those to those of our past that, that's influenced us and influenced the things that we do today. So, Joe, you can go ahead first, brother. Ah, well, I'm going to start uh, paying homage to something that's a little personal to me. And I didn't find out about this gentleman until later on in my years, you know, that I am related, not by blood, but by, you know, by marriage and whatnot. Claude Brown. For those okay. who don't know who Claude Brown is, Claude Brown was a young man, Harlemite, uh, grew up, pretty much wrote a book that transcended the culture of Harlem during the 1940s and the 1950s. You know, I, I hear listening to my father and my uncles, my mom and my aunts, you know, Claude Brown's coming of age story told the story for any youth person who was living in Harlem during the 40s and 50s and early 60s. Okay. You know, one of my aunts actually married within his family. So that's how I related to Claude Brown through, you know, okay. through marriage. But, you know, and I, I want to say the book was called Man Child of the Promise, Man Child in the Promised Land. And it was his autobiography. I want to say that was like the original. If you ask a lot of the old timers today, they'll tell you that that was the book that they first read that made them realize their story, uh, their life is not a is not a unfamiliar story. 
So Claude Brown is telling the coming of age story. And I know a lot of us have coming of age stories. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't. Uh, when we get certain ages, we'll have our own coming of age stories to write about. You know, I think I'm still kind of going through my coming of age story, if you will. But Claude Brown, right, right. right. But you know, listen, he, we got time, bro. We got time, and I think it's I think it's happening now. We got listen. We got we got this show to talk about to our to our to our to our grandkids. You know what I'm saying? We 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 doing we doing something now, man. Don't don't yes. don't, don't 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 look don't don't look at you know. Don't 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 look at it any different. You know what I'm saying? We're doing it right now. We we making our history now, bro. You know what Absolutely. I mean? I salute you for for being on this journey. Um, my 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 guy that I'm uh, paying homage to is the great Jack Johnson. <laughs> great Jack Johnson, the very very first black heavyweight champion of the world. Look at him, real boxing right there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right in the with him. Yeah, that's when they had they. That's when they had gloves, glove the regular gloves as gloves. Damn there, like them, them gloves was thin. You know what I'm right. saying? The great <laughs> Jack Johnson. Um, he he was the first black heavyweight champion of the world, and what he did was he. <laughs> what was funny to me, he did was he was out there knocking them out, knocking them out left and right because it was no. The only, the only, the only competition was other was the white men. You know what I'm saying? Because they were the only ones that was in line to even be champions at the time. That's the reason why he became the first black champion. So he's sitting there knocking these dudes out left and right, you know, up and down. And then what his, you know, what his thing of, you know, what his thing of choice was that he um, started dealing with white women a lot. He only he loved white women. Like that was his thing. He, he you know, what I mean. And to me, he was the he was like one of the first trolls ever, like because he was definitely trolling these white men, beating them down, and then going to st- <laughs> and then going and to bed them, and beat them women. up, to beat the right. women up, right? But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that's where his downfall happened as well, because they they set him up in a way where they were saying that he was um, bringing women cross state lines at the time, you know, for, for, you know, for solicitation and for, um, for loot acts and the such, you know what I mean? So let's say he could find a chick that was in New York and he'd take him down to Delaware or something like that. That was, that was against the law at the time. Um, so they set him up in that sense and he was, he was actually found guilty and they, and he, he, he fled to, um, Europe. He fled somewhere to Europe, somewhere I believe, and um, he lived out his years there. You know, not necessarily in in you know in the best way, but uh, you know he's he finally came back. And when he came back, he actually did time for it. He still did a little time when he came back. Uh, I can't I can't remember exactly how many years he did, or if he did years for that matter. And you know, to me, to me, you know, he didn't get enough of, enough 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 props. For what he's done for the sport of boxing, you know what I mean. Um, I'm not sure if he left the country to be with a white woman. I, I, I would have to I would have to read up on that. But um, I do know that he fled the country to to avoid um, being um, jailed. Prosecuted, right? Yeah, avoid the prosecution. Um, but he came back and they still prosecuted him. And they listen, he had plenty of years. Um, what what I did find out also in my research was that um, Trump, Donald Trump, you know, 
um, ironically, um, pardoned him post-pardon, obviously, yeah, posthumously, um, post posthumously pardoned him, and um, was saying that that was you know what what happened to him was a, a crime of, of 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 racism, and which is funny coming from Donald Trump, of course, you know what I mean, but I yeah. <laughs> The irony in that is is, is is quite is quite telling, right? So, with that being said, what I'm going to do is pay homage to Jack Johnson, and then I'm going to pay I'll give a salute to Mr. Claude Brown because I actually never knew about a Claude Brown. I never knew, you know, I never knew of him. I never heard of him, and it's that's why, I like paying homage, you're going to have to find somebody. You know, I mean, you got to do some research, do some studying. You know what I'm saying? Find a hero if you can't. You know what I mean? If you can, you know what I mean? But so many, um, so many unheralded gems, jewels, you know, so many unheralded right. people that right. haven't told their story or the story hasn't reached, you know, heights uh, to where right. famous people have. So, you know, that's what we're here. We're here to talk about those who don't have a platform, who aren't able to reach to the masses. And that's what right. we're doing. Right. And that and 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 they all play, they all play a part. Like, like, you know, like, like, um, our brother from last week, you know, he played, he played, a, you know, he plays a big part in the history and carrying the history of, 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 of black folk. You know what I mean? I didn't see that. What was that? What was that comment? I'm, I'm reading the comment here. Racist pardoning people for being subjected to racism. Hilarious. Yeah. 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 yeah it's yeah. so ironic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The irony of it is, 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 is quite telling, you know, that Trump was the one that did so, right? But what right. we're going to do is we're going to move straight ahead because I'm actually kind of excited for the um, next segment here. So we're going to give it, we're going to give it, yeah, it was, it definitely was, it definitely was very informative. Um, I hope to have him on, hope to have him on again. Uh, Mike Cole Jr., yeah, what's good, brother? How you feeling today, man? It's good to see you, good to see you, see you come on here, every, you know, a lot. We appreciate you, definitely. Uh, we appreciate everybody that tuned in to us, you know, as it's going on live. And we tune, we appreciate anyone that comes later on and just press play. You know what I mean? Because it's always something informative. But as we move ahead, we're going to go on to current events. And current events now, so what's going on now is we have um, June 22nd, we have the mayoral, the mayoral election. But aside from that, we have a bunch of other things going on as well. And we have a young man that's going to come on and speak to some of these, some of these, um, some of these things when it comes down to elections. The reason why I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited because it is the youth, you know what I mean? And that's 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 important, you know, in this day and age that the youth get it, the youth start begin to understand that they hold the power to make change in this country. And the only way you can make change in this country is if you're invited into the rooms that that's 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 a part of the change. You think these streets is going to um, make the change? No, it's not. You know what I mean? We got to get into these offices where, where we are, we're given the keys or given the funding or given the things that's necessary to do things to help our community. So um, we have this young man, Jalil, Jalil, um, um, he's a he's a, he's a, he's a <laughs> um, co-founder of Crew Count, right? And aside from being co-founder of Crew Count, he's one of the most talented young men that I actually um, have the blessing of being around. Um, I could give you one joke, 
one one little story about him that um you know actually you know some in some ways this is one of the kids that led me into the journey that i'm on now as far as doing what i need to do as far as what i'm doing with baller as far as i'm doing with tme as far as i'm doing with plug and all that is one day i told him about me being a knucklehead i was like yo listen you know i was a knucklehead when i was younger i did a lot of you know bad things and this that, and the third and because if I had it, you know, who knows what my life would have been, right? And he, he looked at me straight with a straight face and was like, I'm glad, I'm glad you was an F up because you wouldn't be here today to help us out. And I appreciated that from that moment on, you know what I'm saying? So without further ado, I want to bring in Jalil Allah. Um, co-founder of Crew Count. Hopefully he could hopefully he figured it out and get himself on here. So as we as as he try to figure out how to get on here, what I'm gonna um explain the purpose of this segment is to hear from the younger generation. You understand what I'm saying? Why do you think that's important, Joe? What do you think? Um, like I've said before many times, uh the youth uh thought process is just as important as ours, you know, because right. we're living in the times of now. Like, I think every generation had an impact on society. And mm-hmm. this generation is the youth generation and their impact is now. Um, they're not the ones making the laws and controlling certain things. You know, they're not the ones that are doing these things. But their thought process, mm-hmm. their thought process actually helps because it helps us think it helps us show that. Sorry, it helps us show that uh, their mind, they're, they matter. They're important. So, you know, I give credit to the youth for a lot of things that's happening now because for the older people who don't have the support system or don't have the strength to do it anymore, the youth can just pick it up and keep the ball rolling, you know? So yeah. I really appreciate that. And that's why I think, you know, it's very important for the youth to continue doing what they're doing. Hey, Queens in New York City, how y'all feeling? How's everything? You guys are doing a wonderful job on your show. I tune in every now and again to catch up what you guys are doing. You know, press play on the replays. Um, appreciate you having the boys tuned in because this is one of those things for the youth. Um, and brother Mike, yes, call in, man. Call in, man. We feel free to call in with a question. Feel because um, actually our our actual topic for the day. Um, maybe, you know, I want to see what your take is on what we're talking about today, which is the respect for our elders and um, the generational gap. And I'm pretty sure you can speak to that as well. Um, we have Jalil finally. Um, Jalil, unmute yourself. Jalil, Allah. I'm sorry. My phone was just moving crazy with the Wi-Fi. I wasn't really connected. Uh, it's not a problem, brother. We, we here. We here. We here to do the show. You know what I'm saying? So um, my first question for you regards to crew count and who you are, you know what I mean? Tell me, who who is Jalil, uh, Jalil Allah in a sense of, you know, because not many young men, because how old are you right now? I'm 16, 16 years old. Right. Now. I mean, it's, it's, it's unheard of to me to have like 16-year-olds even be thinking about politics. You understand what I'm saying? Because, you know, sometimes okay. people wait till they're, till they're, you know, old enough. So it's 18 or what have you. You know what I mean? So you're, you're starting early. You understand what I'm saying? You start real early with the, when it comes down to, 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 you know, to voting and thinking about voting and politics and politicians and all that stuff. So, um, 
what are what are what are you what are the issues that's important to you like what are the issues that's important to you as a young man um one of the issues that's important to me as a young man i would, I would probably say like public safety public safety is one of the main issues that i feel like we need to address mm-hmm. because i'm young there's black men dying every day from gun violence if you understand what i'm saying but the police are not really effective the clearance rate for shootings is only 6.3 percent so we would have to find new ways to prevent shooting because all they're doing is getting there to solve the crime, but they're not even doing that. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be another black man that's there in the street. Mm-hmm. My mother's sitting there wondering how her son died, who killed her son, and those other stuff because the police not doing the job. Mm-hmm. So I honestly feel like one of those issues very really, I feel like we need to get police reform. Either that or abolish the police and my fault, the police department. And find alternative ways like um what you call it, violence interrupters such as bevo they've gone 100 days without a shooting in brownsville wow that's that's deep that's dope okay right, right, things like that mm-hmm. all right so all right so the candidates that we have for mayor like how do you guys how do you, you know you got the beat you got the heartbeat toward you know for the young for the young like so you're, you're the voice of the young right now on this show right now and how do you guys feel about the candidates? You know what I'm saying? We got Eric Adams, we got um Andrew Lang, we got a we got a few other, you know, we got a few other people. Tell me, what do you guys feel about these guys? Give us give us a give us a rundown. I can't speak for everyone, honestly, because I don't know everyone's opinion. Everybody thinks differently, no one is me. But I would say that I really hope that they do what they say they're going to do when they get into office, whichever one gets into office, because they say they will have plans, but are they really going to do what they say they're going to do when they get into office? So mm-hmm. let's just say Eric Adams, for instance, he says that he wants to um, help get public safety, right? Right. You was a captain. You became the borough president, all that other stuff. You didn't start then. How would I know that your intentions are true? to get public safety, you feel me? So I just really hope that their heart really wants to do what, what they're saying they want to do. And they're not just reading off a script because they just want to get elected. That's how I feel. Well, that is awesome to hear. And I'm, I personally take a, you know, a, a, a positive feeling to the heart to let, to know that the youth actually care about what's going on in society today and they're willing to make their voices heard. Now, this right. is my time hearing of crew count. Like, who are they? Like, what is the mission of Crew Count? Like, can you tell me well, like a little bit about the organization? Well, Crew Count is a coalition of youth trying to educate other youth on the importance of voting, how to vote, and getting people elected that represent us in position. Problem. Okay. Wow. What is the mission? To get people that represent us in positions of power in municipal elections. Okay. Things and like what is the DA, mm-hmm. the 51 city council members, borough president, public advocate, mayor, Comptroller, things like that. People that's really going to help the community. People that's from the community, that's connected to the community, that knows the resources that we need that we are deprived from. No, it's it's funny that you mentioned those things because, like you said, or like or like we were talking about earlier, those are the, the those are the real elections that need to be shown concern with because the you know people don't really come out to vote in those elections. All you hear is about mayor, governor, president, you know, things of that nature. You don't really right. hear about people coming out to vote for controller or a DA or things of that nature, and their roles are even more important to the city than 
the government, you know, and from my personal view. So I think it's great that you're doing what you're doing. But um, what I would like to also ask is um, what what are you since you're um, how can uh, sorry, what are the uh, issues that are important to the younger generation? What are some of the things that they are uh, concerned with nowadays? Like, how can these electoral candidates come in and show their support to uh, to you to let you know that their voice, your voice, is being heard? Well, from the youth that I've talked to, from the curriculums that Krukan have been teaching, their issue is really like mental health inside schools. Things like more guidance counselors and not having a such a hostile environment having school school safety inside of the building. You understand what I'm saying? They don't really feel as safe that they as safe as they should be. And if you're not really feeling safe, you're not gonna reach your full potential. And the mental health issues will really help because let's just say that someone has a disorder, a disability. If you don't really if you're not able to pick up on that when they get older, you may be they may be classified as a criminal because they act a certain way or they do things a certain way, not knowing that they have a disability or they have okay. a certain disorder that they're not able to control it, but yet you think that they're moving a certain way and oh, now they're a criminal. Now he's another black black guy. That's how, because racial profile is really a thing. You get put right. in the gang database, you get put in the gang database just by how you look. You could wear too much blue and be put in the gang database because they think you're crypto. Are uh, you you're familiar? Are you familiar with the um, with the candidates, the ca the candidates that's um, running for mayor? I'm familiar with some of them. I've met Andrew Yang. I really like Maya Wiley. I've met her. Mm -hmm. I've talked to um, Eric Adams. What's his name? Ray McGuire. I talked to a couple of them. So how would you rank Sean Donovan? Since we are moving into some ranked choice voting, how would you rank the candidates? If you well, were old enough to vote, I was old enough to vote. I wouldn't. I would even put all five. That is an option. I would even put all five. I'm just giving okay. you the top three. All Maya right. Wiley. I put Maya okay. Wiley up top because when I was speaking to her, she felt the most authentic. I feel like okay. she really meant what she said. Okay. I'll put second, Ray McGuire. Okay. Because I like this plan. You get to eighth grade, get a job, and then it turns year round. So it's not even summer youth employment. Oh, okay. It's not a youth employment program anymore. So he was it's talking just a youth to the employment. Youth. So he was talking to the youth. Okay. If you understand what I'm saying. Then after that, I'll put Eric Adams. Okay. Got you. I got you. And I appreciate I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. That's dope. I I'm I'm glad that you're so aware of, of, of what's going on in the in the now and not just in you know, not in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Um so my la my one of my last questions, maybe it's about two more questions that we got before we go into break. Um, you have celebrities who support Crew Count. Am I right or wrong? You can say that. You can say that. We're a little okay. humble. We're not going to say celebrities. Big I'm names saying, there. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've seen pictures with Michael K. Williams. I've, I mean, that's that's one of the star. I mean, star yeah. actors in, 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 in the whole in the world right now. I mean, like he, he, his name ring bell. I've yeah. seen the like Nick Cannon. Right? Yeah. I mean, controversial brother, but yet he's well. He's 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 in he's he's in, he's on the mission. He's in he's in the fight. So you have these celebrities who support Crew Count. What are their particular roles for the movement? Because I don't necessarily see them in the forefront. I see them allowing you as the youth 
to just sort of shine and, and bring the message through. So as much as they could be, you know what I'm saying, and so, you know, as much as they could be, you know, in the forefront and saying, I'm Nick Cannon, I'm Michael K. Williams, I see you guys. Talk to me. Well, the point is for the youth to be in front, to be the face, to be running everything. They would just be there to guide everybody, promotion, if you understand what I'm saying. Michael mm -hmm. K. William has a huge platform, a huge right. platform. You mm -hmm. put something on crew count, thousands of people are going to see it. Mm -hmm. Promotion. But behind the scenes, they're to guide you. Make sure that you're feeling okay, doing what you got to do right. Making sure that everything is all right so you can do your job effectively. Wow. Okay. That's what's up, man. And what I want. Don't tell them I told you that. No, no, no. I well, this, a, this is live, bro. This is live. <laughs> live. They're hearing it. But I got a question for you. I have a question. Do you um do you see a lot of support from their platform? Like if they were to put you on a TikTok or Instagram live and you're telling the cause of crew count, do you see that support from their voices or from their support system? Yes. Kuka has went live. We put it on Michael K. Williams live. Mm -hmm. Live was flicking. A whole lot of people I don't know, never seen before, never seen on crew count Instagram before joining the live, joining the live. Okay. And then I go to my live on my phone. If I'm not mistaken, the number of people at the top is the number of people that's viewing it that's not your friends. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. That's what's up. And then it's 100, 200 people. I'm like, yeah, we do. We're getting up there. You got to start somewhere. You ain't hit 1K yet, but you got to start somewhere. And listen, listen, young man, for a 16-year-old doing this politics thing, man, I salute you. I believe you have a brother that's involved in it as well. I salute both of you guys and all the other youth that's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Um, understand that early voting begins this Saturday, June 12th, right? That's that's Yes, sir. Right? Everybody get out to vote on the 22nd. Okay. And ends on what? June 20th, I believe? June 20th. Yep, June 12th. June 20th. Early voting is June 12th and ends on June 20th. June 20th. Regular primary election voting is June 22nd. Like the young man just said, and find your polling site at www.vote. That's www.vote.org. That's v o t e dot org. All right. And with that, we're gonna let Jalil go take a break because I think we're gonna have him back on um, later, a little bit later on. All right, Jah. We, right. we, we need your knowledge on something else. All right. One more thing. All right. All right so, I got you. All right. Say they're going to have to start paying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting really expensive. $30 a word. $30 a word. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. And with that, we're going into a word from our network. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. Wow. So I've known that young man for a few years. We were sponsored by Baller. That was the Even Rush Network. We were sponsored by Baller, Big Appalachian Academy for the Arts. Um, 
you know, not-for-profit organization that we're, you know, that that's near and dear to myself and Joe. Of course. Um, Instagram, we're on Instagram at plugged MJ. All right, that's plugged at plugged, plugged MJ. That's right. We're Follow on it. Facebook. We're on Facebook. That's plugged with Molly and Joe on Facebook. Um, but yeah, that young man is very inspiring in a sense that um, it goes into our next topic for the day. But um, he's inspiring in the sense that I've known him for, I guess, about four to five years now. And, you know, and he's he's been, you know, he's been, he's, you know, always showed that that kind of side of himself where he was a little more knowledgeable than most kids his age. You understand what I'm saying? He's a little ahead of his time, so to say. And him being a part of Crew Count just shows how much of a head of a time, ahead of his time he is because being at 16, yeah, he will always speak his mind. It, I mean, listen, trust me. I've been, <laughs> trust me. You understand what I'm saying? That young, that young man will always speak his mind, and you can always respect him for it. You know what I mean? When I listen, when I first met him, I knew he was about. I knew he was about his money. I knew he was about what he had to say from his heart. And I'm just, you know, I'm just blown away by what you know the information that he was, you know, that he was able to give us in that short bit of time. Because I'm pretty sure he had more information. What you think? Oh, listen. In regards to that money comment that he made, we got ways to pay him. Not necessarily through money, but listen, the you know, the elders going to teach him a little something about getting paid, you know. So that that that's right, um, right, 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 right. So that yeah. So let's just stick around, young man. Trust me, we you know, we got you the same, you know what I mean? We got you. We got, man. Some, you know we got some priceless. We got some priceless stuff for you, brother. Listen, listen, you might you might got a podcast future thing for yourself, man. Trust me, you know what I mean? My God, you know, but going towards our topic for the day, respecting your elders, respecting your elders, the impact of generational gaps. Now, the reason why I brought up this topic is because I find today that there isn't a lot of respect of our elders. You know what I mean? That it, when I was growing up, there was, you know, there was a certain sense of respect that we gave towards our elders. You know what I mean? And I noticed that there wasn't so much of a generational gap back in the days. I was able to hang with my uncles. I was able to hang with older brothers and whatnot. And they tried to guide us and keep us on a steady path of, of doing things that that is, you know, particularly correct or, you know, on the right path. You know what I mean? Most times. And then some of them, you know, at the same time, you gave them that same respect, but they veered you off to the wrong path as well. So... I'm trying to figure out what happens, what what happened in today's time where there's such a divide between the youth of today and the elders of today. I'm, I will say I consider myself not an elder per se, but I'm getting there. You know what I mean? And I notice personally the divide and the separation of it all. You understand what I'm saying? I don't necessarily genuinely um, deal with it because I think I got a, I think I got a youth base around me that actually do respect their elders, you know what I mean, in a sense. But then again, they they could they could use a lot of a lot of fine tuning in that sense as well because they could, you know, I think they could um, not go through a lot of headache in life if they just listen a little bit more. What do you say, Joe? Well, um, there's so many ways that we can explain problems that exist between the generations, if you will. Uh, a lot of it has to do with. Uh, the lack of not understanding how the other person lives or feels, you know, this generation has a instant gratification aspect that we didn't have or our elders didn't have. 
Like, right. I personally, this is my personal opinion. I feel that there's no real understanding of what sacrifice means anymore. Okay. People are not so, willing to, you know, the, uh, the, the, this generation is not willing to sacrifice because everything is given, is a given. Or but, if it's not a given, it's something that could be obtained very easily. As opposed okay. to our generation and the generation before us, where we actually had to work to get what we got. But then, but that goes to say that, remember, that was the struggle generation. So I'm, I, I, me playing devil's advocate in a way, the struggle generation, we had to worry about, you know what I'm saying? We, it, it was a struggle to get these things. So you had to say no to your kids. You, they, you had to go without, and in a sense. A lot of us grew up without, in a, you know what I mean, in many ways. You understand what I'm saying? Some of us had the privilege to, to live a life where we did have, but a, some, a lot of people grew up, grew, grew up without. And when you do, when that happens, so now this is what happened as time goes on. And this is one of the reasons why there is such a gap, I believe, as well. Time goes on. We begin to to, 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 to lose value in hard work. You understand yes. what I'm saying? So work that could work, work ethic is important as well. So, you know, I'm looking at it like this. We grew up with, you know, hard press. So we don't want our kids to grow up hard press. So we're going to make sure they have. We're gonna make sure they, ha- they that they they have everything that we probably didn't have. So that's where the balance is. is you know, what I mean, we have to understand where it is that we're giving them, and they have to understand the res- you know the reciprocation of the respect. Like, okay, well, I, you know, what I'm saying they making sure that we good. You know what I mean? I think it's just a matter of communication. Oh, well, man. yeah. Well, let me just follow up with that. It's a matter of us letting them know the value of what we have. Like, we didn't just get this stuff to give it. Like, we right. have. And we want you to understand what it took for us to get it. Not saying that you can't have it, but you have to understand what the value of these things mean, whether it's materialistic, whether it's money, whether it's uh, a household or anything. But we need the younger generation to understand the value of what it took. Because if roles were reversed or lifestyles were reversed, I don't think this generation could survive the way that our generations and our ancestors generations but did. now, but we don't, but they don't have to. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, roles reverse, we don't, I don't want that for my children. I wouldn't want them to, you know I mean, have to grow up how I had to grow up. You understand what I'm saying? With your head on a swivel, not knowing if you was going to make it to your next birthday. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want that in reverse. You know what I mean? So, one of our, one of the, one of our commenters said, young people do respect hard work, but they learn to work smarter, not harder. And I respect that. You understand what I'm saying? But the thing is, in even doing that, we don't need the generational gap. We don't need where our kids or our youth or our young men and women can't come to us and look for and look for guidance, look for mentors, look for look for look for people that's going to um, um, help them along their journey, make their journey that much easier. You understand what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing I look towards when I say the generational gap. You know what I mean? I don't want them to be sitting there looking up to the next drug dealer or the next, you know, stick up man. I want them to look up to people that that that, that actually is worth something. You know what I mean? Sure. And our com- one of the comments says our elders want you to slave and get upset that technology makes things easier. In a sense, that's what Joe was talking about. Like he wants you, he wants them to feel some of those things, you know, that, 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 you know, some of those, those struggles. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I don't think that they need to, um, to feel those struggles in order to, to close that gap. You understand what I'm saying? 
I, I don't think that's what that's where I'm at with it in my head. I'm looking more so of like what is the solution. So I'm not sitting here thinking that we're here with the actual answer. This might take a couple of episodes. You know what I mean? I don't oh, have it. Sure. We don't have the answers. You know what I mean? But, okay. But what, are, what? What? So now, what are some of the signs of a gener of that there is a generational gap? We have the particular attitudes towards different races and groups. You know what I mean? The elders, the elders, like you know what I mean? Like myself, we sitting here, we talking Eric Adams. The young man just now was like, "Nah, I'm going with Maya, with, with Maya, with, with the Maya sister." You know? So it, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, you know, what I'm saying, in, in our political views and our religious views, and you know, what I mean. You know, because remember, we're coming from the children of the civil rights era. You understand what I'm saying? They're not the children of the civil rights era. They're the children of the dudes that figured it out that, you know what I mean, we started going to college and started getting knowledge, you know? Okay. You know what I mean? I, I, I give you that. But you uh, the example, you know, youth are more trusting than elders due to life experiences. Um, that's an example we could use in regards to the attitudes towards different races and groups. I okay. think these things have to be learned. I don't, you're not going to come out understanding these things. Like you, they always tell you as a child, young child or baby, you're not, you're not born into hate. You're not born into uh, discrimination or desegregation. You wouldn't know or care if a person was black, if a person was white, if a person was this or that, that stuff you're taught. Right. It's up to the elder to teach them that these things don't matter. Like, how is it that the young kids are being taught these things? Five, six-year-olds are talking about, I don't like this kid because they're such and such, or that it's like, you wouldn't know this. Like, secondhand smoke, hate is absorbed. That's, yeah, that's a really good point to use, because I think as the elders, our responsibility is to let them know these things will happen. They'll be challenged with them. They'll, these things will right, happen. In right, right. We, so, we need to let them know a forefront. So that's where the communication, that's where, where, where we talk about communication, because the elders have to understand that the young have a, have a message as well. You understand? Have something to say as well. They, 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 on one, they on one side of the spectrum, whereas the elders is on another side of the spectrum with totally two different views on how to get to, the, to, 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 to what you might call the promised land, so to say. You know what I mean? We have one goal, and that's to get to the utopian society that we all dream about. You understand what I'm saying? Where there's peace and love and there's, you know what I mean? Everybody is equal and all that other stuff. And that's exactly, we have to bridge the gap. The bridge, the bridge of the gap doesn't mean that the elders can't stand on their side of the bridge and the youth can't stand on their side of the bridge. The gap is so that we can do what? Be able to cross, cross and connect. Walk and exactly, connect with each other. And, and, you know what I mean? It's, it's not to say that we have to come stoop to their level. It's not that to say that they have to come up to our level. They can still be as youthful and exuberant as they want to be. You know what I mean? They can still be, you know, listening to all the, all the mumble rap, all they want to be. You understand what I'm saying? I, I don't care. Listen, listen to the mumble rap. I don't understand it. I don't care. But I'm not going to down you for it. I'm not going to play you for it. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what, that's what happens is that we sit there as elders and start, start attacking their lifestyle generalizing them because of what they do right that's very true right. you're looking at kids nowadays and you could automatically or what i know people to do is to put them in a grouping and say oh right. because this person's doing this this person's doing that they're going to be such and such and such and such and that's not the mm -hmm. case but then that was also done to us as, as an extent as well so as i think that's something that's just passed on i think 
what we need to do is learn to understand a lot more of each other and try to understand the concept. What I've learned how to do is know that this is what the generation is doing, what they've listened to. Even if I don't understand it, I at least know that's their generation and you can't fault them for that because that's what they grew up listening to, you know, or what they grew up playing with or what they grew up doing. You know, it's different. It's that's not the same. I often find myself myself at times being that get off of my lawn guy. I do that sometimes because just this generation sometimes uh, I have questions and I don't necessarily get the answers I want. But at the right. same time, at the same time, being that guy, I also know I can't fault them for their actions because they're youth, they're kids. This right. is their generation. They're living it the best way they know how. Right. So someone said that even in our younger days, elders frowned on our music. And that is true. And the funny part about that is we didn't frown on theirs. And that's where, that's where, see, now that's where the bridge is. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily the elders handed, the, the, built the bridge. I believe in my generation and in many people that sit in here commenting right now, I mean, I'm not going to tell people ages, but I know they right there with me a little, you know, real close, um, that we bridged that gap. I think we always went back. You understand what I'm saying? And because that's we was listening to the Smokey, the Smokey Robinsons. We was listening to to the Motowns. We was listening to the Marvin Gaye's. Mind you, remember we listened to a lot of music that was before our time in a sense. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We gave a lot. We paid more homage growing up to our to our history than 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 our our elders. You know what I mean? Did back then. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like to come back and say, okay, I'm respecting you. Um, I think today's time is it's time for us as the elders to do that, go back. You understand what I'm saying? And make it go back in reverse. Whereas, yeah, the kids may not try to relate to us in a, in, 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 in many ways, but it doesn't mean that we can't go back into, you know what I mean? And make, you know, go in reverse, so to say, you know what I mean? Because one of the sisters says she encourages open dialogue as long as it's respectful. And that's one of the keys. Communication, right? What is well, what are some other keys do you think for bridging the gap, Joe? Oh wow. Well, we have to, like you said, uh, we talked about lack of respect. Um, I personally don't feel that there's a respect between the youth and the elders. I'm not gonna say anything in regards to roles because I don't necessarily believe that the roles are the reason why it's a lack of respect. But I do believe that if somebody is seasoned or somebody is has experience in a certain factor, they would be best to hear their opinion because they're, you know, they've lived it. It's that, you know, they've ever, what they're able to tell you shouldn't be just taken at a false hope or false ears. And I think today's generation uh, or just even the elder that point, Everybody wants to find their own way of doing things. There's an individualism that's being pushed in society today, not necessarily a togetherness or a community-based uh, um, a thought process. It's about who can do it and who can do it better. Not to say that everybody's doing it the same way, but people are just, you know, I got to do it my way and I got to make it work. But in reality, the way that they're doing it is the same way. Like the, the irony in it is that every way is the same way, but everybody's just trying to put their little twist, right. yeah. little effects on yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So sister said, we are raising kids in individual households instead of village style. And that is so true. 
Now, the thing is, it's because of so much of the um, um, trauma that had that 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 a lot of people has experienced in that village mentality. Because remember, in that village mentality, that's where you have the um, the predators, as they will call them. Um, and you know, and I think a lot of trust issues happen in that sense. You're talking about predators. We're talking about um, 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 physical abuse. You know what I mean? We're talking about sexual abuse. So I think a lot of those different mental traumas plays into why we don't go with the village mentality anymore because trusting our, our most precious things, which is our children to other people has waned in the times of all of this, all of these, all of these different um, abuses. So I understand where you're coming from, sis, and I believe that we can get back to that kind of style and just be more vigilant and making sure that we know the signs of what's going on with our children. That's why right. communication is the key. That's why when we talk about, look, we, we said it, right? Communication, that's one of them that's gonna help us bridge the gap, right? So then we got um, also respect. Respect coming from the elders to the youth, the youth to the elders, correct? So then now we have that village style. You know what I mean? We got to get back to that village style where, you know, each one teach one. You know what I mean? You know, and 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 and, and you know, um, um um if I see your child doing something wrong, I got him. If you see my child doing something wrong, you got him. You understand right. what I'm saying? We got to get back to that kind of way of thinking because that's where the kids begin to trust their elders again. Well, that's when we were growing up, we had that elder on the block. We knew who she was. She saw everybody, and if you were doing something wrong, she would take care of you first and then tell your appropriate parents, and then they would handle you. You had a sightseer, and there was nothing wrong with that. That's that's people doing what nature and life has intended them to do. They're being seers. People look at it today as being nosy. No, that person may say something may have saved your life or may have stopped something crazy from happening. But right. the generation today is like, I don't need everybody in my business. I can handle stuff myself. And I just want to make one more point in regards to the traumas that you talked about. A lot of the a lot of the reason why a lot of us have these traumas nowadays is because they were ignored. So when you have people in the community saying, oh, I've seen this experience before, this person may be dealing with such and such, then you have the individual effect. I can speak from my own personal in this saying that you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not going to shame my child. I'm not going to shame my youth by telling them this. I'm going to let them deal with it and whatever comes from it comes from it. So I personally had that uh, factor put on me. So and I know a lot of other people who have dealt with stuff like that. But right. maybe, like you said, maybe the trauma was ignored or just brushed away because of the fact that there was nobody that they can trust to put uh, their, 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 their child's life in their hands or put their child's matters where it was important. So, like, a lot of these things tied, a lot of these things connected away. So, what we got to understand is, as elders, as we, as us, as we are becoming elders and such, and this is the message, this is, the message wasn't that. I was not, see, people might have thought that I was pointing out that the kids don't respect their elders. No, it was to bring about the fact that our elders have to understand to begin to respect these kids. And that's the reason why it was important to bring Jalil onto the show. If he could come back on, I don't know if he's still there. Jalil, if you could come back on, because we want to give value to our younger generation. We want to make sure our younger generation understand we see them. We understand them. We we, 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 we right there with y'all. Might not like the music too tough. You understand what I'm saying? 
But guess what? <laughs> when you're 16 doing stuff that I never did when I was 16. When I was 16, I was not I was not voting for who, voting for what, didn't care about a vote. One, you know what I mean? So these are the young men. This is one of the young men that's hitting the ground running, engaging in activism and community organizing. Um, now, it's for, up to us, Joe, to make sure that they feel valued and respected, correct? Absolutely. So my question to Jalil, if he could get off mute real quick. I'm off mute. I was just here listening. All right. Do you believe that there is a generational gap? Why or why not? A generational gap? As in what? As in us being elders that don't understand the youth or, 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 or older people than us don't understand the youth. Generational gap. Yeah. But to an extent, because history really repeats itself. And everything that the young people doing now, the old people did already. They just did it a different way. So they really understand where they're coming from. But the way they're going about it, I think that's what old people don't believe. I'm for, I don't mean to say old people, because y'all probably talking about yourselves. People that's older than me don't really understand if you understand what I'm saying. Like well, in terms of voting, let's say, like if you're about 75 years old right now, you would go out to vote heavily all the time. Every time there's an election, you're going out to vote. You were there when you didn't have the right to vote. You were there during the Jim Crow. You were there when you got the right to vote, and every time you go to a polling site, there were police officers sitting there waiting for you, trying to intimidate you and who to vote for. You understand? The young right. people wasn't there for that. They don't, people like me, I'm 16, I wasn't there for that. I, I didn't experience that. I can't tell you that. Oh, But you, but you did experience man. You did experience last year, the riots and the such. You see, you're seeing some things you you, you, you lived through the Trump era. I mean, yeah, that's what, that's what I said. It's to an extent. Right, because history repeats itself. Okay, everything that that they were doing back then, we still doing right now. Okay, so bit. how do we change that? Like, if you could speak to us, speak, talk to the older generation. I think, I think okay. we just need to like break the system. For me, like, just go inside of it and break it. You can't break it from the outside. Right. Okay. But it's talk. gonna be real difficult. Talk it's gonna be it. really difficult because the way the system is. It's a functioning system. It works, just not for us. Right. It works for who it's supposed to work for. So we would have to get somebody who is willing to risk losing their job to get what needs to be done done. We need somebody who doesn't care about other people's opinions to do what they got to do. Okay. Get somebody, okay. get somebody who's mayor. Mayor appoints your police commissioner, right? Police commissioner right. sets the rules and regulations for the NYPD. You get a corrupt mayor, you get a corrupt police commissioner, you get a corrupt NYPD. That's what's going on. You get okay. the right mayor, and then he picks the right police commissioner. He can set the rules and regulations. will be fun. Public safety will be the way it needs to be. Right. Got- it's a domino effect. Now, I have a question for you. I've always said that in order to change the system from within, you got to get rid of the old guard. You have to get people in there that are willing to change the system. There's a there's a lot of new radical people. They call them radicals because of the fact that the way that they think goes against the system that's already put in place, right? So mm-hmm. you look at someone like a Bernie Sanders who's been around for a long time, but he understands from what society says is the voice of the people. He understands that we need to change the system from within in order to get things to change. But then you have a lot of the good old boys and the old guard that is like, we can't have that happen because it takes away from the 
affect the value. It takes away from the effect of what people are doing, what their class, race, all these uh, type of levels and labels that you put on people. It makes lets you realize that everybody has a right or everybody has a choice to do something. Do right. you do you um do you believe that? Do you have a um do you think that there will ever be a time where the system, I won't say it'll be overridden or overthrown, but do you think that there'll be enough people to be put in the system to make it change from the inside? Do you think that that'll ever happen? In my honest opinion. As long as you work in too. Look, as long as you keep working in my, too, yeah. in my honest, honest opinion, I think it's going to happen. Just not in my time, maybe in my kids' time. But listen, I over, now, yeah. I paved the way for the future, if you understand what I'm saying. Right, because the way the way to think, the way the system is set up right now, it's not even just the people that you see. The people that you see is just the face. People behind the doors, this is really making the orders. But they're gonna die out soon. They're gonna die. Sure, okay. Born racist. The old, kids. The old, the old, the old. So you're saying that? See, and that's another thing about the generational gap that we've spoken on that I was doing the research about is that in time there's an there's an evolution of kids that's right now happening. Whereas the old guard is dying off to where you got the new age kids where they're thinking a little more, 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 more. reasonably. Yeah. Then what's up? Yeah. No one's born racist. You don't come out the womb saying you hate this yeah. person for, for, because of their race. Right. You understand what I'm right. saying? Someone 16 my age right now, Caucasian, love me. You feel me? We grow right. up. He decides he want to go be president. I decide I want to go be made. Work hand in hand. Yeah, work work hand in hand, brother. That's why uh, I said it's. I don't think it's it's gonna happen right now, but it's gonna happen soon. Okay. Not in not not in your time, but in your kids' time. All right, and, and, and that's a, that's actually that's actually a blessing to even here, bro. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. Just it was it was actually quite enlightening to have you up here. You have plenty of knowledge in them, and stay on your mission, man. And and just sure. mind you, you know, um, I, I hear you're a talented horn player. I actually witnessed that myself because you're in part. You so like family. that. Yeah, I mean. He played the trumpet as well. You know what I'm saying? He's played the drums. He, he's a performer as well, just to let everybody know. Um, very, very talented young anything man. Anything you, honestly, anything you need me to do, I'll do it. As long as there's some money on the line. You need me to play <laughs> tennis. <laughs> you need me to play tennis. Put some money on it, I'll play tennis. I'll That's be the best tennis player ever. Here's what I want to say about that, though. Let you know, it ain't always about the value of the money. You can learn without having money, you know. So yes. that's true. So that's true. Just, I, well, what well, I would say to you, as the elder, is whatever is beneficial to you doesn't always have to be monetary. You can learn something from everything, and yes, there's indeed. value in what you learn. So yes. it's not always about the money, but I will say, as long as it helps you financially. Uh, as long as you're financially beneficial, uh, benefited from it, I get it. But you always also have to realize there's wealth in here. Yeah, mental, be- mental, 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 mental wealth oversees the financial health, uh, wealth. So, yeah. but, but you, you need this to get more of the monetary or the financial wealth, if you will. So right. never, never forget about this. And what's pretty do- and what's pretty dope is that last week we had, like we played it out. It didn't do it. We didn't do it on purpose, but it played out perfectly because last week we had one of our elders up here. You know what I mean? And he was kicking knowledge based off of from where he where his life had took him from to now. And then now we have one of our youths who's here with a different kind of energy 
You understand what I'm saying? And I think that, you know, bridging the gap comes from the those, the likes of myself, you, Joe. And then as we get down the line, you know what I mean? I think the gap has to be something that uh, is a collective effort. It ain't got to be just the elders. It got to be the, the, the people that's in the middle rung, the 30-year-olds, the 35-year-olds, the 20-year-olds, the 28-year-olds. You know what I mean? I think that's where the divide is also, is that there's people that don't think that they're part of that mission because they're caught in the middle in their midlife crisis and such. You know what I mean? But... um. What we got to do is we, 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 you know, closing remarks, man. I salute you, Ja. You doing yeah. your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, Get more kids on your mission. Get more people your age on your we're mission. I promise. That's you, if they see, if they see you doing it, they'll do it too. Like, don't. That's why. What you're that's doing. Why crew post block activations. Yeah. Right, block brother. activation is a big part. It's basically a big block party where we get huh. people to come out and register people to vote. Trying to well, get here's, the word out there, trying to get more people. Well, here's another one of our good brothers had a question. He said, How can What's we question? lead? How can you lead younger people to following your path? Like how like how do you recruit? How do you recruit? How do you promote? Like let the people know. So we we have some youth that may be interested in crew count or you know, being part of organizations like crew count. Well, can't really be a part of crew count. That's I can't really say that. I don't really don't know how that works to be to join crew count. But what I can say, you can be civically engaged without being in an organization at all. Go even watching the news is civic engagement. You understand what I'm saying? Going out to tell people to vote on June 22nd, you go out with signs telling people to vote. Go to the polling sites, make sure everybody's going to vote. That's helping us in every single way. That's what's up. You ain't say say yeah. you ain't got to call the crew count. It's be civil engagement. You heard the word from the young youth. Civil yeah. engagement. Get out there. And civically engaged. Yeah, yeah. Do something. Do something. Do something for the do something for the youth for the for the, for the community, man. Civil engagement. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. You ain't got to do the crew count thing. You ain't even got to get a get your own organization. None of that. What you got to do is just get involved. Period. You know. Um, but with that, what we're going to do is we're going to close out. Any last words, Joe? Joe, ah, yeah, you. appreciate you, man. You, no go ahead, you, go ahead, you go ahead and get back to whatever you was doing, brother. I know yeah. you're a young man doing a lot of things, man. Peace. Right. Thank you. Peace. Thank you, young Joe. I appreciate you. No problem. Ah, closing remarks. Just you, like you said earlier, I love how we, we just bridged the gap on this right. show from the Real Elvis quick. to you. So Real we're showing an example of how it needs to be done. Right, right, right. Gave a perfect example from one week to the next. You understand what I'm saying? And it tied right in. You know what I mean? And we ain't do that on purpose. We were sitting there on Sunday. You was, you tell them you were stuck. Like, <laughs> you were stuck like Chuck. <laughs> and I just came with it. Boom. You know what I mean? And it came from that. It came from the time. Like, we just had an elder on. You know what I mean? What does that look like anymore? Like, respecting our elders and the such. And they say, what is the generation gap like? You know, what I mean, what what could our youth learn from something from that from that man as well as ourselves? And then, like you said, it it's a trickle down effect, it's a domino effect. So what we learn it from 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 our elders, you know, what I mean, we we take it among to ourselves, and then we keep passing it down, and it'll reach the sixteen year old. You know what I mean? So instead of trying to skip past generations, we might as well just try to pass it pass it back to the. 40 year old, you know what I mean? And then the 40 year old passes to the 39 year old. And, 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 and as we keep going back, you know what I mean? I mean, that's the best way, right? Everybody's involved, right? 
That's right. Everybody walks the road. Just people do it at different speeds. Yeah, man. And with that, man, I hope everybody got something out of this show. That's my main man, Joe. I am Molly the Voice. This is Plug with Molly and Joe. We are the Mental Warriors. I keep telling y'all we bring you something every week that's a little something to think about, man. That was a 16-year-old warrior in these streets. Another men- another 16-year-old mental warrior. He thinking about making changes for his kids. It ain't even about him, he said. You know what I mean? Think about that. 16-year-old, a 16-year-old, a six at 16 years old, he already understands that his life is nothing, it has nothing to do with him. It's about his, his, his legacy. It's about the cause and his legacy. You know what I mean? So with that being said, man, I want to say thanks everybody for coming out. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for all the questions. It drove the it drove the show right through. I love everybody, man. Peace. Peace.